where's your guy uh, today? Uh, uh, our intern is yeah. fucking. Yeah. Sometimes he's here. Sometimes yeah. he's not. He's just fucking off. Like not doing anything. He's drinking. No work today. Made, like thirty like percent of the ones since he started his internship. Rich, do you just cut me out of every episode? Like, all of me? <laughs> do you listen? <laughs> you, you don't know because you don't listen? I typically don't listen because I already listened. I was there. Yes, I, it person. happened. All right, Spotify. All right, so, yeah. So, I'm pretty pissed off. So, it's that time of year. Spotify is spitting out, like, your top songs of 2021. Last year, I really enjoyed viewing all my data. I'm a data guy. Mm-hmm. And this year, I clicked the fucking slideshow. Everybody else is posting it. And it's like, sorry, can't load. Sorry, can't load. Close the app. Shut down the phone. Everything. And I don't get... Everybody else gets it, but I don't. Um, so... Hmm. So you don't get... I can see my top songs, but I can't see the whole story of my year 2021. Like, there's not anything that says 2021 wrapped anywhere? No. I don't think so. It's going to be awesome. Whenever so I literally it's just, just clicked right there. It's, yeah, it's top songs. It's like in hold your... On, hold on. Watch. Okay. Go to home. your home. Right there. Top 2021. Right. Yep. Click this. Couldn't load the page. Oh, God I didn't damn. do that. I know. I got fucked. So, dude, I got a bummer. The, I pay. I pay the premium version too. Same Rich Dan saw yours, and he's <clears throat> yeah. He's I hating. actually learned more about you, Rich. I I was actually. I mean, I love all that stuff, but I was like, <laughs> it was surprising. Actually, yeah, I have no so, idea some of those. I I was actually shocked to find out that your top genre is dance pop. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to like make dance pop. Most right. of the time, that's what happens. One of those artists. Uh, do you know Men I Trust? You ever heard of them? That was I do one, not. The only reason that that, and I like them, but the only reason that's on there at all is because I had a, a person reference them for, for like a mix. So mm-hmm. I just listened to it on repeat to oh, try to yeah. emulate. That happens a lot. That's cool. Last year was just the Harry Potter sound, soundtrack. <laughs> really? So that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I just like drive the- to work every day. And also, daily. do you guys do Daily Drive? Uh-uh. The Daily Drive thing that Spotify does It'll just play like the songs that you played the most like a couple days ago. So I'll just, I've just been listening to that all year. So it's like the same songs as last year because it'll just come up. Yeah. Like yeah. NPR. They put NPR on there yeah. by default. So that's my top uh, podcast. Right. I it's don't not like listening professional to professional development. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Why aren't you guys on, on my daily drive? Yeah. Yeah. What right. the fuck? That's hilarious. Dance Pop actually made an appearance at number three on my uh, on my top what is listening it? Yeah. genre. What? Is Dance that like Pop? a bad Isn't that thing? What it was? So wait, no, I just I didn't. I, <laughs> no, like, I was thinking it. like punk rock or something. Uh, punk was on there, yeah. Uh, but I don't really like. Well, that's where's actually that makes me feel good. One? Even if you're trying to rip me, this you makes me feel good. No, I'm not trying to rip you. I'm, I'm like, just giving <laughs> you some shit. So so explain the, Dance Pop. Is that like Steve Aoki? No, no. I would say like like Dua Lipa and stuff like that. Ian Dior. Do you know who that is? Do uh, Those are like DJs, right? Um, I'd call that EDM. Uh, ba- Bazzy? 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 Yeah, that's like pop. Maybe. That I like that music. That's like indie pop, yeah. Okay. I don't know. So. I don't know. Matt, I like everything. What was your top? What was yours? <clears throat> Man, so number one is Kanye. Um, I had, Surprisingly, Danny Brown uh, was up there. Uh, what's, a, what's a Danny Brown? The baby. Gary Clark, Gary Clark Jr., Audio Slave, Pearl Jam. Wow, here it. All over the place. You're cultured. Hell yeah. Limp, Gary Clark Limp Jr., Biscuit. good for you. Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Fucking Is that really on there? Oh, he, make, he makes it every year. Uh-huh. No, that's no, fine. Song, shit song, right here. Uh, no, his remake of Faith, I put on like every fucking playlist. You know what's not my, my favorite Limp Bizkit? It's that if I say fuck three more times, it's 46 fucks it and it's fucked, fucked up, up right? rhyme. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a solid one. <laughs> 
my he went through and counted all of them. My top genre yeah. for the year was not, not surprisingly jam band. Mm. Very, very Bobby Drummond. No Dave Matthews. You said. I mean, that is very jam band. Um, Dave Matthews is jam band. Yeah. My number one sure. was the Kid Leroy song. Uh, Stay or whatever the, um, with Bieber. Hold on. Without, Without you. you. But I like a lot uh, of Kid, Kid Leroy. Mm. Uh, but then everything else was like Morgan Wallen. And I had a Halsey song, which I don't know how that got on there. No, Halsey's good, though. I have two Halsey so songs in They'd my They'd probably call that Dance Pop, I bet. Really? Yeah. I have I have Alone by Halsey as my number one listened to song. It's the first time, and I was saying this earlier, but, but we weren't recording. This is the first year in like six years that Waka Flocka No Hands has not made it into my top five. So Damn, dude. Clearly, I am not getting fucking crunk enough. Mm-mm. Well, I also don't know if it's older. so. Do you know who? Do you know who Zaz is? That was no. my number one artist this year, and I've only listened to her album like one time. But I think it's because she doesn't have that many listeners. She's like a French jazz singer, huh? But like, I don't think I've listened to Zaz that much. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It is She's weird, just infiltrating I actually Spotify. Morgan Wallen would be all of my top. Yeah. Like, um, and then I have, you know, I do listen to Drake a lot as well. But yeah. Do you know Hiatus Coyote? That's on mine every year. Mm-mm. No, I don't. No, you guys aren't cool enough. Well, Dude, I, I you actually thought Justin Bieber. I listen to a lot of Justin Bieber. That's dance pop. They would Is call it? that. Yeah, I okay. bet they would say that. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised he wasn't up there more. Hmm. Bieber's good. So Bieber is good. Thank you. <clears throat> Brad said his top five, and he's all Never. Cody James. He's coming. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Big concerts don't do it for me. Like no. I don't know. It just feels like I could just watch it on TV. So what's up? Yes. What else? I don't know. I got something. What you got? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm officially getting fat. <laughs> I, I thought your nipples looked a little like... Yeah. A little, they were popping a little, little bit. A little droopy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm fucking... <laughs> I'm ready to get back to it. Have you been uh, going to get uh, measured over at no, Supplement Superstore? No. And that's the, that's the scariest part about it. So, so you would almost don't even want to go do that until you are back in a routine? No. Or I'll will do you it go right, right before, when you start? Right before. So I can see how bad I fucked up. What day is uh, the official start of phase two? Uh, I think I'm just going to do it January 1st. Okay. Yeah. Right away. New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Hung over as shit. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. I might be doing a volleyball tournament that night, so I, I don't know if I'll be drinking. So. I was actually going to ask New Year's plans because I have none. Don't I know. don't do much, man. I got we, five kids. We, we put on, uh, God, this is so soft. It's embarrassing to even fucking say. But I mean,. We what do put you do? we put on that stupid fucking fake one at like nine o'clock for the kids. Mm. <laughs> that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> yep. A lot of people do kids. it now. You you just put a countdown on the TV and then you're like, ah, fuck, you made it to me. All right, go to bed, motherfucker. So you don't have to do it, fucking. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah, not a bad one. So volleyball tournament, doubles, there's, there's quads, a, doubles. There's a down in Florida. I might be going. Oh, that'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we'll see. Okay. So last thing I want to talk about. So I was at a wedding this weekend, talking to a longtime friend, her and her boyfriend, <clears throat> and she was all liquored up and she started talking about this group text that she's in with like all the high school chicks that she's, you know, still friends with and still keeps in touch with. And I was like, that's awesome. Like you guys still keep in touch after all this time. And she was like, uh, yeah. And uh, all of a sudden she goes, and I just don't know why they talk so much shit on you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, they talk about, oh, he's got this professional podcast and what a douche and all this other <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. So I was just like, um, I mean, realistically, I was like, so 
I officially have haters. Fuck yeah. And and you guys thought I had a big ego before. <laughs> the biggest ego on the podcast. I can't believe they talk shit. So I actually had, ran into this on LinkedIn. Somebody posted some shit like, I'm so over bro sales culture or whatever. Yeah. I and so that. I respond back like, um, well, hey, every company has a different culture. You don't have to work there. And then somebody's like, coming from somebody who's the host of the Professional no. Development Podcast. Drop a link. Drop a fucking link of our podcast. Hey, check I go, this out. we literally make fun of our name on every podcast. Have you listened? That's that's hilarious. We should 100% drop our fucking podcast link in there. You should send the minimum skill set, minimum wage, and just be like, if this is you, you might want to oh think about God. changing some things. I yes. was, yeah. I was, I was due to get torched on that thread. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just asking where I thought about commenting on it. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I'm, I was like, I need to fucking stick up for bros. Like, it's my, Hell yeah. it's my fucking job. But uh, the culture so is to be a bro. I was scared of getting canceled. So the girls, well, I mean, they're talking about you. So yeah, any no, publicity I just thought is it, good publicity, right? I, I thought it was, I, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. But she just like matter of factly, she's like, I just don't get why they talk so much shit on you. You're like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Huh? <laughs> but oh well. That's like the joke. That's what the engineer used to, t to do to me when I was an intern. He'd say, I don't care what everybody else is saying, man. I think you're a pretty good guy. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole joke. Yeah, exactly. I hate when people would say that because I always was like, people think, do people yeah. not like me? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the thing. I thought it was Making pretty likable think about that shit. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Making you think if people like you or not. Yeah, but that's uh, what they do, dude, in that. So, but realistically, and not to be like a douchebag, but it's like I haven't thought about any of them in fucking a decade. So yeah. they're irrelevant. Yeah. I hope that they listen to They probably to this. didn't age well either. Some of them did. I'm a, I'm a realist. Some of them were pretty fucking hot. Uh, but, well, uh. I just hate you. So what did you, how did you react? Did you, were you like, huh, I, I just laughed. Like, interesting. I laughed. I pretty much said what I just said there. Well, yeah. if they're saying it about you, they gotta be saying it about us too. They probably don't care about who we are. No, I mean, not them, but like Oh, people, people. in general. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people that think. Hey, but each, you know what? We got off our ass. Bags. We started a podcast. We actually did it. They oh, didn't do it. So fuck yeah. them. No, real Top point 0.1% of all podcasts. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's like legitimately, I'm not offended in the least bit. It's it's pretty funny to me. And like I said, we fucking interview people worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> we started our own company. What do they do? Like, fuck you do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You talk shit on it. Yeah. Good work for, for you. The, work for the man. Mm. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's good shit. I like that. That is really I awesome. I love Haterade. Yeah. Yeah, you would eat that shit up. That's the only reason why you go to high school reunions. I, that's true. <laughs> so you can do one of these on them. <laughs> what, uh, uh, what else you guys got before we get into the topic? Anything? Nothing shoot this shit related. Just been busy as shit. Traveling, working. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you there. Dan, you got anything? No. Travel next week for a national golf tournament. Oh, national fuck yeah. club championship at PJ West. So where? Where's that? It's in La Quinta, La Quinta California. La Quinta Inn. So we'll see. I haven't been practicing. Is, is that what you qualified for? Because uh, you I won, won the, Sunset. Yeah. So you win the. You go. You get. You qual. Are you qualify for the national? You get an invite to the national club championship, and then whoever can make it will go. Like a lot of people just opt not to go. Right. Why wouldn't I, I go? I hope that dick bag that you beat that like cussed you out and was trying to fight you on the course is uh is listening. Yeah, I doubt it. But if he is, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. So 
Today is episode 61, and we are talking about how to make lasting change in any area of your life. We'll start out with quotes. What do you got quotes on change? I got a quote. See, this is where our intern would have came in handy. Why? So, I have one quote um, that's kind of out there. Money doesn't change people. Money shows who they really are. By kind of me. By you? You just fucking <laughs> quote yourself? <laughs> I mean, I don't know who said it. So for now on, if I don't know who said it, I'm going to say it the way I would say it. And TM, then TM Dan Reiner. <laughs> I don't a, think you could do that. That is an OG DG. Is that legal? That is an OG DG. <laughs> I'm going to rip I'm gonna rip the name off my quote. <laughs> I said this. Fuck you, Tony Robbins. So have you ever heard that before? Have you ever heard that before? Will you say it one more time? Money doesn't change people. Money shows who they really are. What, is, what does that mean to I've you? I've heard some form of that. Guns don't kill people. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was, this was just you misquoting an actual quote, and then you couldn't remember who you heard it from. So now you're taking. No, no, no. I, you I mean, 99 percent or 100 percent of the shots you don't take. I don't remember ever Michael somebody Scott. ever telling me that, but I remember saying it multiple times. Mm. Meaning, like you know, when you're broke, whatever. But all of a sudden, you get money. Now you have the ability to be whoever you really are because you have resources. And people get really fucking weird. Look at like Michael Jackson or mm. fucking. I have heard you say this on the podcast before. To to your credit, like I've heard you say that. Thank you. How much did he pay you, Rich? Motherfuckers. Okay, (laughs) I'm I'm sending him a Venmo. Yeah, (laughs) Venmo request, hundred dollars. Anyways, I'm just saying, you know, there's an executive. I just don't want to get sued, Uh, and I don't know if this is true or not. But I've been told this that executive at a very very large brewery based in St. Louis, Missouri, one of the family members ended up wearing like does it rhyme with mush (laughs) yes Mush (laughs) would wear women's pantyhose under his dress pants every day because he just gets fucking weird what else is there to look forward to so people I think bring out their true selves after they I have money now I can start cross-dressing like I've always wanted to nothing wrong with that interesting Bob yeah uh, I got one here from Andy Frisella put a little dollar in the bucket here so uh, 99% of people let others opinions and beliefs keep them from ever living the life they want so uh, I don't know I think I mean Andy Frisella obviously has a lot of quotes about changing who you are and mental mm-hmm. toughness but um, I it goes back to we've heard a lot of different influencers say this in different ways but it's the fear of letting someone down and that's why people aren't actually willing to make the changes that they want because they're like oh I don't know what my spouse my significant other my mom my dad my brother or who, who what they would think of me so um, I think that's a big reason a lot of people aren't making these lasting changes because they're scared of letting other people down nice very cool what about you so uh, Tony Robbins if you sincerely want to change your life, raise your standards. What changes people is when their shoulds become musts. That's a big one for me, and it's, it's super relate. I mean, anybody can relate to it, I'm sure. Anything that you've ever wanted to change, uh, it's been because you've been like, okay, I fucking have to do this. You know, there's a lot of times when you want to change, and, you know, you might try for a day or two, or you might try for a month, and it doesn't work. But, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Shoulds become musts. I have, I have one more. Is this a DG, uh, an OG DG? OG DG. Let me say the quote first. Okay. I thought heavily on this one. Okay. This is deep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get ready to send my Venmo. (laughs) Kicking a habit constitutes a dramatic change, 
but the change need not occur in a dramatic way. You've never said need not, so that can't be your fucking quote. <laughs> <laughs> that's my quote. Confucius said. That's from me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Actually, it's from an article, but like it wasn't that quote. I just ripped it out of the article and I was like. And it didn't say who it was boom, by, so was it's mine. <laughs> so instead, if you would have just changed need I took a comma not to don't need to, that could have been your quote. <laughs> so anyways, kicking a habit constitutes a dramatic change, but the change need not occur in a dramatic way. You say need not. So fucking weird. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I don't speak like I'm from fucking... I don't know. Whenever people talk like that. Damn. It's fucking... We need not. So, <laughs> Confucius can say... I, can I let you guys know what this means? Yeah. yeah. What's it mean Since to you, buddy? I compiled this. Go ahead. Um, you so, <clears throat> you need to make a dramatic change, but you don't need to do it in one day. Like, yep. small steps, right? So, that's the not... That you need not... Occur in a dramatic way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. Okay. All right. So, guys, it's a good quote. Let's, uh, you know, um, I'm just gonna. Bangers. F- what? Bangers, bring only. bangers to the table. Bangers yeah. only. Okay. D-O-G. So, and we put, uh, we put something on our story, uh, which is they say that most people need one of two things to change: inspiration or desperation. <laughs> Dan need not inspiration. <laughs> oh. so, I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> yeah. So what would you guys say is more of a fucking change factor? That's why we can't do these fucking late episodes. I'm fucking... <laughs> no, but seriously, Matt, what'd you worse say? Than okay. the tequila episode. Yeah, no shit. Inspiration or desperation? Um, what do you feel like has been the cause of change in your lives? It's only been desperation for me. Um, up until recently, <clears throat> I would say, uh, obviously with stopping drinking and, and doing drugs, things, things I don't do anymore, but, uh, knew I needed to make a change as far as that goes. So desperation was a big part in that. And I think it, uh, for me, like that was such a huge like you talk about the one thing, like the the book, the one thing. I think that's also a great book for how to make any sort of lasting change and and build those good habits. Mm-hmm. But um, like asking yourself that question, what's one thing that you have to do such that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? And for me, that was my one thing. Is like, all right, I just got to wake up and choose not to have a drink today because I'm not going to be able to accomplish the shit that I want to. Yep. So for me, that was a big thing. But now that, I mean, once you knock down that first domino, it just makes it easier to start knocking down some other ones. So I found it easier to become inspired after getting over that hump. But I think that everyone has some form of a rock bottom, like a rock bottom, whether it's financially, emotionally, physically. um, And it's just a matter of figuring out what that is for you and then being able to get back from there. So not to say people can't make decisions, like changes due to inspiration, but desperation is a huge motivating factor. Yeah, for sure. And I would agree with that. So I, so we actually put out a poll on this on our professional page. It, they say in order to change, you need either inspiration or desperation. What causes you to change our pollsters inspiration was 71% and desperation was 29%, which I think Bobby would disagree. I would disagree for me. Desperation, obviously with my story, it was just, I hit rock bottom, like you said. I think rock bottom, like, puts your back against the wall and then you start fucking going to work. And then, you know, with our Andy Frisella episode, whenever we talked to him and I asked him about, like, you know, the dark, you know, the dark side shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that was more 
a desperation thing, I think, than an inspiration. And then after you kind of prove yourself with the dark side shit or with your back against the wall, then yeah, you need to find your why and your inspiration and all these things. But I think that to create actual change, it's more desperation, but that's, but it could be either. Yeah, I'm with you guys. It's desperation. And it's like, I can point to multiple, like, so got dumped by a girl, just to clarify. <laughs> Sad trombone I was going to ask. Not there's so. anything wrong with if it was a guy. Not there's anything wrong. Not there's anything wrong with that. Uh, got dumped, started working out. Like started becoming obsessed with working out. Got dumped again. Got obsessed with self-development. Got fired from a job. Um, and had to move back with my mom and start bartending again for a little bit. Um, it sparked me to start my own company because I didn't want to have anybody else be able to fuck with or tell me like have that much of an impact to where like they had my livelihood in their hands. So it's all been desperation. I'm sure I've done some things for inspiration, but for sure the ones that stick out. And that's it. It's, you know, when we talk about like why a lot of people don't change is because they're comfortable, right? Uh, And I was actually listening to Jay Shetty today. And he was talking about like people, there's, there's one thing that people really want. It's certainty, right? So people keep going back to that pain, whether it's a relationship, whether it's money, whether it's finances, people keep going back to that pain because it's familiar and that's how bad they want certainty. So the pain that's certain, even though it's a lot worse for you, um, is a lot easier to go to than the pain of like not knowing what's going to happen, not seeing, you know, not knowing how to make whatever change that is. Yeah, and that's interesting. Um, So this guy named William James, he wrote The Principles of Psychology, in 1890, he was a Harvard uh, professor, and it was like one of the first like psych books on psychology published, or something like that, according to Google. Okay. Anyways, so he says by the age 30, the character has set like plaster and will never soften again. That's a quote from William James, not from Daniel James Griner. But okay. Anyways, um, so in adulthood, as our lives become more constant or more consistent change is less likely to occur. So as we get older, change is less likely to occur because to your point and to Jay Shetty's point, I guess, is we become comfortable, right? We mm-hmm. become comfortable with that environment. And so because we're now comfortable, change is less likely to occur because we're not going to go outside the day-to-day or that constant and like create that change. Um, so only when an event or something relatively powerful happens, um, you know, that's what's going to influence a someone to change. So I think yeah. that's interesting how they kind of correlate. No, 100%. And people, are, one of the things that this makes me think of, <clears throat> I read this quote uh, like a little bit over a year ago. And people like talk about people wanting to be in control of things, right? And that usually comes with being comfortable with something. Um, it's, it's when they put themselves in uncomfortable situations where they lose a little bit of that control and they just have to have faith. But I read this quote about, I, and I'm not going to butcher it and then call it my own, like uh, Dan might. But None of mine were uh, They it's, were all said perfectly. <laughs> it goes back to, uh, like, if you have, like, people go back and watch their favorite shows or watch their favorite movies and, like, people who binge these old, like, these Netflix shows that they've seen a bunch of times and they do it because they, they control it as far as they know what's going to happen in the beginning, they know what's going to happen in the middle, mm. and they know what's going to happen in the end. And um, that's where I think people are just refusing to put themselves in those uncomfortable positions and 
either whether it's get to the gym, read something they haven't read, um, or do something that's going to better them. So I don't know. I just found that really interesting that that's a big reason that people watch, rewatch a lot of those shows when they're actually like they have anxiety or they are depressed is because they can control every facet of that's, that's super interesting. interesting. Yeah, like, I didn't think about that because I hate watching the same show. I do too. Over and over. Like once I see something, like, I never I will, see it There's again. a couple of I've, that I've binged multiple times. Um, but for the most part, it's like, I just don't. I've stopped. So I used to, and now I used to watch How I Met Your Mother. Like it was going out of style and I would like, and it was, it was actually, I went back and as soon as I read that quote, it made me go back in time a little bit because I've watched How I Met Your Mother, like beginning to end, like, mm-hmm. And like, I was so obsessed with it at a point because I was, when I was really bad with my drinking and I was like depressed and stuff like that, I would literally be so obsessed with it. I had, even if I just had the audio playing in my car or in my headphones, I was listening to these episodes. And it was because it was something that I felt like I could control because I knew what was going to happen. Um, But I did that with How I Met Your Mother. And then honestly, since I stopped drinking, I have not watched, uh, I've not watched that series at all. And I think it, like, I read that quote and I was like, if I go back and watch that, like, not that I wouldn't enjoy it, but I used to watch that thing beginning to end. Yeah. And a, I, a lot of people get stuck with that. It might not be a show. It could be, it could be anything that they, that they can control the outcome of. Yeah. And that's super interesting. I think that all of that shows that desperation <clears throat> is in fact a key to creating change, but to back up a little bit, just like some examples where inspiration can come into play, like your vision board or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be, that's the plan, right? Like you setting that plan and and starting to create change. That's true. So I, I have then. You know what I mean? So because I've I've knocked off a bunch of shit from my vision board, and it wasn't because I was like in a terrible spot because of it. What are you going to talk about? The fucking dude with the shirt off, Dan? Dude, Go ahead, dude. In the fucking tidy whities Yeah. Yeah. And I was but already now, in good shape, and then I got now, into now you're back. body fat. So you put him back on yeah. there. Well, now I'm a fat fuck again. <laughs> so you, so. Made, you fucking ordered so, him back on the board? Need to find that inspiration again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Zach Galifianakis. What? And just someone who's in really good shape versus not in really good shape. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Maybe that, that wasn't good. I don't was, think that's, hey, how, that's not how vision boards They work. can't all be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. OGBD. <laughs> Um, uh, so what else we got? Go so, ahead. Dan. So one thing I want to talk about is I think we all know somebody um, who we know is capable of more, right? Or is struggling and you want to help them, but you can't fucking help them. Like no matter, you can give a, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Is that? Yeah. You finally got a quote right. Holy shit. I've never heard that one before. I think that was OGDG again. (laughs) I actually did create that one. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting. It's like, how can you give somebody all the resources to change and help them? Because I've been fucked multiple times on every time I try to help somebody that didn't ask for the help, it basically never pans out ever. Yeah. So... Um, I was reading, Mark Manson put out an article called You Can't Make Others Change and only through manipulation you could make somebody change, but it's going to be temporary and it's not going to be real, right? Um, For a person to truly change, they must choose to change. So I think we all know this. I know, you know, there's a story with somebody who their family had a lot of money, all this. They start hanging out with the wrong person, addiction to heroin, their parents can basically send them to the top rehab facility in the country, send them three times, doesn't work. 
why doesn't that shit work, right? Like we're sending you to the best one and it doesn't work because they didn't want to fucking go. They yep. just went to not go to jail or something like that. Right, you know, and uh, and they might have hit somewhat of a rock bottom. So then here's my question. Um, going off that, like we've all had things that we want to change on and some people think they do want to change. So why do you think people fail at making those change so often? Besides kind of what we talked about with the, um, I guess, besides reiterating the facts that we've already had. So, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I was going to say, like, for me, like, let's talk about weight loss, right? Like, I want to lose weight in the back of my mind, but it hasn't meant that much to me or become such a priority that I've actually made that change in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I can talk about it all I want, but I haven't made it a priority to actually do it because there's nothing that's inspire me or I haven't gone to the doctor and the doctor saying, hey, you're going to die if you don't fucking lose weight. You know what I mean? So I don't have the desperation or the inspiration on it. Um, so. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I guess it was kind of a setup here because I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, um, I actually had a conversation with someone, uh, a guy named Mike Kitko, who's like a, a personal development coach here in St. Louis. <clears throat> and we were talking and he said, people get in these bad spots like, you know, we go from like highs to lows to whatever. Well, during these lows of whatever it is that we're doing or how we're not where we want to be we are, where we are uh, or where we want to be, we, um, we start to take action, right? So we're like in such a depressed or bad state or whatever you want to call it that we uh, start to take action, start to move the needle a little bit. We start to see progress. Um, and so then that little bit of progress uh, stops us. Because it's like, okay, I'm good now, right? So I don't need to get all the way here because I'm, I am I got to like, I'm okay. I'm not in a lot of pain anymore and I don't have the inspiration to keep it moving forward. So I'll just stop here and then kind of yo-yo back and forth. So that's why they, like the book, the good, uh, what, you know, in, what is it? Good is the enemy of great. So that's why that quote is, I think, pretty important. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, one thing I did want to mention is it's very similar to Ed Milet's thermometer like the way he describes a comfort zone oh i was gonna say i think a lot of people don't start making that change because they're overwhelmed where do i start what do i do like you know they think that they have to do all these things at once when mm -hmm. in reality they just need to start making little daily changes and then over time they can add to that and add to that and work on one skill at a time or whatever it might be to make that change so going back to the quote that i created you know yeah Exactly. They need not to be, be dramatic. <laughs> it's going to be plastered on this wall one day. But anyways, going back to Ed Milet's thing, and the easiest way to, to describe what Ed says about this is is $100. Let's say $100. You used to have $100 in your pocket, right? And you get down to $80, and out of desperation, you're like, fuck, dude, I got to get back up to $100. So you go, you, you get back into your comfort zone, that $100, your comfort zone, right? And then you have a little inspiration, and you go out, and you get that to $120. And then you're like, oh, dude, I'm good, right? And then you quit working as hard or whatever you were doing to get the money. You mm -hmm. quit doing it as much. And then all of a sudden you go back down to your comfort zone. So I do think that everybody, like, that's probably my favorite metaphor of all the thermometer. professional development yep. is the thermometer because it's so true. And it's like, I fell into that multiple times with my business. And once I realized, like, that's why I tell myself every day that I'm broke, whether it's true or it's not. It you're constantly turning up. The I'm thermometer. constantly raising that that bar, that you know, that yep. thermometer peak, right? And so, 
ever since I've done that, which I guess is negative talk. I don't know, but um, it's it's helped dramatically. <laughs> I think if it's as long as it's getting you to where you you want to be, I think. I mean, you're doing the right things. I th- people are motivated by different things, and you're motiv- you motivate yourself differently than a lot of other people would. Where people that have that negative self talk, they wouldn't take the action that you take. So it, you maybe it's not. I, I don't you even probably see it talk as, to yourself nicer than you think you do. Well, I don't even see it as negative. I see it as talking myself away from comfort. Right, talking myself away from dying versus growing. Right, like. I, so I don't know. That's just the way I look. So at it. well, it's it's what Tim Ferriss says, and I don't know if you've gotten to that part in the book, Bobby. But it's there's distress and there's eustress, right? Mm-hmm. Distress is shit that you're putting off constantly, putting off, and it's just huge monster that grows. Eustress is stress that you're putting on yourself, which is needed to grow, right? So it's you're putting that on yourself, and you can control how much you put on yourself to where it's not completely affecting your mental health, as opposed to the other side of the thing where it's like, fuck, I'm getting in more and more debt, but I'm gonna ignore it and I'm going to ignore it. And then it's just like this big thing that builds up. And before you know it, people are bankrupt. Yeah. A lot of this goes back to even like, I mean, think about Jason Selk and us talking with him about a relentless solution focus, right? And people ask themselves a question, hey, what's one thing that I can do to make this better? And then take some sort of action, figure out what in 60 seconds, what's one thing that you can do to make it better? And I always tell my team, like they have all these big goals, which is which is awesome, but um, they no one's going to wake up motivated. No one's waking up and saying, I'm going to go land a big fucking account today. I'm going to go work with a thousand man company. So I always let them know motivation is bullshit. Action creates motivation. So if you want to lose weight, even if you walk for fucking five minutes, it's better than not walking for five minutes. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think you're creating the habit that over like over time you start adding to, you know? Right. So. And I was on the phone before I came here. Um, I actually, I went for a walk before I came here um, with a my weighted vest because I've been feeling the same way that you have, Matt, where I'm just like, dude, I've been, I've been stuck. I've been definitely exercising more than I have been over the last like three weeks or so. But I was talking to um, Bryson, who's on my team here. And I mean, I set up an LLC a year ago and I've been finally paying myself and seeing how much like more that means to the dollar that I make right now because I'm able to pay myself. I'm paying less in taxes quarterly. And um, I'm talking with him about it. And he's like, yeah, man, that seems fucking awesome. And I was like, well, why don't you get it set up? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I don't know what I could pay myself. And I was like, even if you pay yourself like the tiniest amount, like it's less that you're going to, you're going to maximize your dollar that you're making right now. And, um, I had him, <laughs> I kind of walked him through where to go and I got him with my, uh, CPA that I work with Travis Gable with Signet professional services. He's awesome. Um, not a sponsor, but, um, he, and he booked a time on his calendar before we got off the phone and hopefully that'll lead him to get in his LLC set up. And it's like, sometimes it just takes that first step. And sometimes you need that push. Like I needed that. Um, I remember I got my LLC because you guys were talking about it so much. And I was just like, I'm fucking doing it. I'm getting incorporated. So it's just that first step sometimes to figure out where to start and then just chip, chip away. Yeah. Speaking of which that I didn't even think about that, that what a fucking way to change that is right there. Find people that are doing what you want to be doing and just put yourself around them. Right. So find yourself from, you know, surround yourself with people that are going to get an LLC. Uh, Dan, you've been fucking hitting hot works like crazy. Finally, I rubbed off on you. It only took fucking two years. Really? You're going I, to hot works? I never see him up there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in one of the, 
valleys, <laughs> right? So I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, so you're not Dan's, We're meeting in the middle. Dan can Dan's do my it. fitness motivation. <laughs> I'm going to put a picture of Dan on my vision board. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That'd be, wanna, that'd be desperation motivation. I'm going to need you to take a, I'm going to need you to take a screenshot of your bank account so I can put that on my vision board. How about that? Oh shit. Yeah. So, going back to you you made a point about stress and and that so I have a question about this because I'm running into this with my team where a little bit of stress is freaking everybody out. And I'm like, guys, stress is a good thing. To me, stress can be a good thing to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. There's unhealthy stress and healthy stress, I would think. But it's like, I think stress may be a desperation type motivator, but it's healthy if because if you don't have any fucking stress, how are you going to get motivated? Like, yeah. To me, it'd be very hard to be motivated if I had zero stress. If everything's good, it's like, why f- fix what's not broken? Right. Like, you're just fucking kicking it. You're chilling. Yeah. You know, but nobody's like that. Nope, gotta everybody them, has stress. Got to get them focused on those solutions, baby. But that's what, the thing is problem? everybody has stress. And so I think one of the things that that we're trying to get them to realize is that everybody fucking has stress. It's not just one person that has stress. Everybody has mm-hmm. it. How do we deal with that? How do we turn that into a motivator? Yeah. Well, what Bobby said, you know, have them focus on solutions. Like, okay, what are you stressed about? What can we do about it? What can you do about it first? And then what can... What can I do? What can we do to help? That's that's a big thing that I've talked about with my team too. And as I talk about that in my interviews with people. Um, it's one of my questions that I asked is, um, what's a time where you felt one of these uh, negative emotions and what have you done to do it? Because Silk talks about the nasty six, the times where you feel fear, anger, stress, anxiety, depression, or guilt. And if you're ever feeling those different things, your brain is releasing cortisol, causing you to perform poorly and act irrationally versus if you become solution-focused, your brain starts releasing the serotonin, the dopamine, the norepinephrine, and you start to perform better and behave more rationally. Um, so, I mean, shoot, that, that'd be probably the biggest thing that they could do is figure out, all right, how can I, they come up with solutions in 60 seconds or less, implement them. If they don't work, fuck it, back to the drawing board and do it again. Yep. Yeah. I've just been on a tear of being like, telling everybody they're, they're soft, basically. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I know that's an aggressive way to look at it, right. but, but making them realize that their problems aren't problems. Real problems, yeah. right. You know they're not I mean? as big as they could be and they're the solution is not as far as away as they're making it seem. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it's still a support system, things like that. I'm not just like ripping them, but yeah. at the same You're time, fucking weak. I am calling them fucking butter. I yeah. was like, am I fucking Betty Crocker just swimming in butter today? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Fuck it. Sometimes people need that. But yeah. Anyways. But um, yeah. But, uh, so you guys got anything else in particular you wanted to talk about? Um, I had a couple thing, a couple other things uh, in my notes. So um, PTG. Post-traumatic growth, I think we talked about that a little bit where, you know, you get to a certain point in your life. Um, I actually have been telling people that it's age 25, but it's actually around age 30 that your brain stops developing. Um, And so at that point, we talked about this, life becomes consistent, it becomes constant. And um, for change to happen, it it would be... uh, Post-traumatic growth would be transformation after a tr- after trauma, mm-hmm. right? After you experience something in your life that says, holy fuck, you know, I need to make a change. And so I think that's where you see really, really big life changes, like a divorce, a death in the family. Uh, uh, you go to the doctor and you're told if you, you know, you could die from something if you don't make a change in your health. Or, you know, that's 
the the post traumatic growth. So I wrote that down, and that that's all I really had, other than anything else. Yeah, I think the uh, I, I think just to kind of put a bow on it, it always ties back to, and this is like the the ultimate self development cliche thing to say, <clears throat> is having a purpose, right? Is having a why behind why you want to change whether it's putting some stress on yourself or whether it's getting inspired. It's just one of those things where it's like, we like consistency. We like knowing what's going to happen. We like knowing what's in front of us um, almost all the time. So unless you have some type of motivation to actually make the change to complete and like to get to the level of wherever you want to be, it's never going to happen. You're going to keep yo-yoing. So yeah. it's, it's either be comfortable with where you are, right? Or find a why or wait till you get desperate enough that you're like, I fucking have to do this. Yeah, and, and one other thing. I did find a piece of information that I actually, that's actually good news, and I was surprised about this. More people quit addictions than maintain them. So I was surprised by that because I, I think people that do quit addictions are, you know, extremely strong people to yeah. be able to, to make that kind of change. So I thought that was a good positive thing out in the world. For oh. sure. Would not expect that either. Where where did you find that quote? American Psychology, American Psychology Association. Seems legit. All right. I mean, we'll have if it's Sal, on the internet, we'll have Sal fact check it. Yeah, eventually, if Sal ever <laughs> fucking shows it. up. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see y'all later next Light, week. Later, y'all. Later, y'all. Gators. Later, Gators. <laughs> Armadillo. Deuces. <laughs>